Curiosity. Kill the rat. Curiosity. Kill the rat. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Curiosity Killed the Rat. My name is Matt. I am not a scientist. I'm a science enthusiast, but we're all science enthusiasts here today. I'm speaking from lands traditionally owned by the Noongar people, and I want to pay respects to those people past, present, and emerging. I am joined, as always, by my spectacular, elaborate, scientifically sound, my learned friend, <laughs> Catherine. Scientist. Oh. <laughs> I was laughing and then you, you got me with the Catherine. Um, I suppose that's my name. But uh, Legally. I'd rather you refer to me as Kate. Um, yes, I'm here uh, recording as always from, well, not as always, as as frequently I record from lands traditionally owned by the Wurundjeri people. First scientists here on this land. I pay my respects to them. And we are joined once again by our fantastic, I was going to say resident immunologist, but that's kind of not so much your role in this little, this little bonus episode we have for everyone. I'm going to call you our resident science communicator. Um, but which you both are everyone, science communicators. Like. Everyone that comes on this show by virtue of coming on this show is, is a science communicator. But Catriona, you are well, well experienced in, in science communication. I guess I kind of teach this stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you literally teach teach it to, you know, university level students. People. So you are, are, are an expert. And so, yeah, this is, this is a bonus episode, a little bit different to, you know, our previous episodes released on the same day. We're not going to have a listener question at the end. Um, but we thought it was really important to do anyway and to have this episode where we talk about, you know, because... We can sit up here or sit up here on our podcast and be like, go get vaccinated. You should all go get vaccinated. But like, we're also acutely aware that the majority of our listener base aren't anti-vaxxers, right? Like mm. the people who listen to science podcasts for fun generally trust science and therefore mm. generally are fine with the idea of getting the vaccine. Um, and so if we want to do anything to sort of influence the state of the vaccinated population, mm. It's less about telling you guys to go get the vaccine vaccine, and, and instead more about giving you the tools to perhaps, you know, have those conversations with the people in your life, your loved ones. I'm not saying, you know, go get on Twitter or Facebook and start a fight with someone in a comment mm. section. Because that's know, not a productive way to go about communicating. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, so the way, the way to go about it is having conversations with people in your life that might not share your view and... We want to help equip you, yeah, with the tools to do that. So, mm. and those tools aren't necessarily just the facts and knowledge, right? Because when it no. comes to having conversations with people like that, often just hitting them with the facts ain't going to do nothing mm. because these are same yeah. stats and facts that we see pretty much every day on social media and regular media mm. about these are the numbers, this is this, this is that. The, the reason that a lot of people are vaccine hesitant comes from lots of other places. Mm. I think it's, uh, yeah, less about bombarding people with facts, but I think these conversations uh, will, like, not not even just about vaccine hesitancy and things. I think a lot of, um, you know, teaching science is more about empowering people to be more critically thinking and, like, analytical about mm. the way that they view information, I yeah. think, so that you can, like, form your own opinion that's a little bit more based on on evidence Mm. and evidence that you can trust. Well, that's ultimately what it comes down to, right, is we we all have 
people that we trust to give us information. Mm-hmm. I trust the immunologists mm. and the people that have created this vaccine. Other people don't trust the scientists mm. or the government telling them to get the vaccine or whatever and, and, and believe think, a separate set of quote-unquote facts. Yeah, but the issue also arises when there are people who are medically trained, for example, who you would think mm. are part of the science group mm. um, and you would think are trusted sources, um, but they are deliberate. Sometimes it, it might not be so deliberate, but there are certainly some medical professionals who are deliberately spreading misinformation or rather mm. sorry if, it, if it's deliberate it's disinformation mm. you know I I get so many emails from the Vietnamese community or someone in the Vietnamese community of Australia who just um all of it's just bs and every mm. time I see these emails I, it just frust- frustrates me because mm. I'm BCC'd I have no idea how many people are like reading these mm. and how many people are like you know um, listening to them, but yeah, there were, there was like one recently that, that was like a cardiologist who's like you know a well-renowned cardiologist is saying that, that the vaccines are, are rubbish, blah 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 blah, um, and so people are just like, oh, this is a medical professional who, yeah. who is saying this. Um, it but just then makes everything so much more complicated. Mm. It does, and what's not sent around in those emails, like, is that later, you know, they were. Um, you know, dismissed from from their post at you know, mm. whatever university, the but damage yeah, is the, done. The damage is done. People people see. A, yeah, and a so lot how of the do they know who that... are um, like mistrusting of the vaccine and all that? It, it fulfills a very satisfying narrative of them, where they have a very big distrust of authority, no matter what the authority really is they feel like Mm. they're an isolated case they think it's them versus the world so if one medical professional steps up and is like hey the entire medical profession is lying to you i'm the only one who's giving you the truth and then if they get ousted for that they become like a martyr for that they're like look that's even more distrust i have for the medical community Mm. now because this one person who dared to speak the truth got completely ousted by it so it further solidifies their mistrust for this system um Mm. and how much can we realistically do to convince people with this much distrust for authority and things around them to trust these things especially if a lot of at least here in australia a lot of the the main voice pushing for the vaccine is the government the government being like yes we need to go get vaccinated um but understandably in today's day and age a lot of people have distrust for their governments even if they have trust with science and stuff they're like i don't trust my government so i don't trust what they're telling me right now i can fully appreciate and Mm. you know if i was told that some you know let's create a hypothetical government of a hypothetical country that you know Mm you know, had a fascist dictator and a whole set of ideologies that I didn't agree with and they were pushing a particular, you know, medical thing. Like, I I, I can see how it would be possible to kind of be very wary of that mm-hmm. and, you know, be scared. And, like, I think that that highlights, you know, a really important thing and a really, like, key you know, how to have these conversations with people instead of, see, this is the thing, instead of getting angry and being like, you're wrong, I can't believe you don't believe the science Mm. that I'm giving you. Like, it can be so frustrating, Mm. but we, like, you can't get angry at people. Like, you need to meet them where they are and try and understand 
where they're coming from before mm. you can even begin to think about changing their minds, right? And like this is something I because I you know I listened back to our very first vaccine episode um, mm. prior to recording these more recent ones. And I did a very bad job of this because I was like, we're talking about something today that's controversial, but it shouldn't be controversial, yeah. but it is. And it frustrates me, which like, <laughs> if I wanted to change anyone's minds about vaccines, like that is not the way to do it. Don't establish yourself as an enemy with Kate. them. That's, yeah. yeah. I think it, it's so, so important to like avoid, I guess, blatant dismissals of what other people are saying um, and, and just saying like, you are wrong. Um, it's more, I think, about acknowledging where the other person comes from, because sometimes there's like a grain of truth potentially that's like hidden mm. in a whole lot of other stuff like there could be a grain of truth for where someone's uncertainty is coming from or, or um mm. where someone's nervousness is coming from but um you know it's it's just been like wrapped up in all of this crazy package of misinformation like mm. you know yeah. um, that and one seed of doubt but it's like they, they look at that one thing that actually is true and they can point to that and be like, look, this is true. Therefore, everything else around it is also true. And they hang on to that one thing. And it's very hard to kind of mm. sway them mm. out of that, even if you're like, yes, but also on my side, this is true. 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 And maybe there was that one thing that I got slightly wrong, but you're going to hang on to that one thing and say mm. that the rest of my true things are wrong as a result. It's a very... Selective yeah, that's where you have information. to be. You have to be really careful, like from the start, when you're like consciously going, being like, okay, mm. I'm a, going to have this conversation with someone where we fundamentally disagree. Mm. Like, be aware going into that and start with find out where they're at. Yeah, you know, like mm. if that's the very first thing that you do, then there's less chance of, you know. And actually, I heard a really good. Um, I can't remember where I heard this, so I can't credit anyone but like mm. I heard a really good you know tip around having these conversations with someone and like one of the first things you can do is be like you know just to get a sense of like on a scale from one to ten mm. you know how likely are you to get the vaccine mm. and if they say if they say one like they're like they're not getting it at all mm. then you know okay that's that's where it becomes a little more challenging but even if they say two even if they're like, you know, a, th a three or a two, like if there's anything above a one, then you can be like, okay, let's, let's focus on, on that. Instead of focusing on the nine reasons you don't want to get it, what's the, what's the one reason that's stopping you from saying one? Mm. And like, let's, let's work on like this, this one bit of like positivity mm. or like hope or like, you know, mm. understanding or whatever and like build from there. Um as you know just a practical sort of tip I think that you know I haven't personally tried that but I, I thought that was really interesting because I was like yes that's a good way to sort of you know reframe instead of getting angry at all the you know the fact that they're not 10 out of 10 heck yeah jab me like <laughs> yeah it takes the um optimism of glass half empty half full to like yeah. next level um mm. yeah mm. I think as as scientists, sometimes we can um, think that the, the data and the facts and the science sort of speaks for itself mm. um, a lot. But, uh, you know, the reality is that, that it doesn't. Not everyone did, resonates everyone. with data. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I guess that's why it's so important to, I guess, as you're saying, Kate, build up um, and, and finding that common ground because when you dismiss someone else's view like so blatantly like you're sort of shutting down a conversation so that's why mm. it's so important to sort of you know 
um, kind of be a little bit more gentle than <laughs> rather yeah. than I'm sure all three of us could be like quite, oh. quite frustrated with these conversations. I've definitely been very be. guilty of it in the past, getting mm. way too frustrated mm. and letting my emotions get the hold of me and it mm. wasn't productive, didn't lead anywhere, didn't change yeah. anyone's mind about anything and probably just made me look like an asshole of the situation. So it's well, definitely yeah. something I'm trying to work on. <laughs> If you think about it, all of us don't really like negative feedback or like, you know, yeah. critical feedback. Mm. If someone's telling you that you're wrong, like like no matter what the topic is, like mm. if someone You're gonna feel defensive. Yeah, yeah you do. And so mm. if, you know, you know, you sort of shut down these conversations or you're, you're too forceful, you know, people can take it as an attack against their identity or their culture, mm. like, you know, depending mm. on where they're coming from. So, you know, be respectful. Mm. tip mm. number one hot hot tip hot <laughs> we're all people and actually that, that links to like an interesting an interesting point i remember I, watching a talk i believe by a sociologist that was talking about the concept of like you know that you know that sense of identity and how important that is and you know for a lot of people like yeah we we think that the science speaks for itself but like for a lot of people their sense of identity doesn't come from trusting science their sense of identity comes from the like the social group or the political ideology you know mm. that they're linked to and that might be very strongly anti-vax mm. and it's this concept that for for human beings social death is worse than physical death yeah and so like you know if you're gonna go do something that like if you're part of a, a strongly anti-vax group and you go get vaccinated, you're going to get shunned from that community. And, and that to your brain, to our, the way human brains are wired is, is, is worse than the idea of getting COVID and dying from it. Yeah. Right. Like, because, you know, you can be told all the facts about how likely you are to die from COVID, but physical death becomes less important than, than your social it's probably you know, because we have a, a, a greater understanding personally of what it would be like to socially die more than we would for it's phys for you to physically die. Especially mm, if you're a, a young person who's kind of like, ah, COVID won't get me anyway or whatever. You're, mm. you're, you've got this kind of survivor bias mentality. You're not imagining what it would be like to actually get COVID and die unless mm. you have been in a situation where you're actually physically exposed to all of that shit yeah. going on you have a better understanding yeah. but but you do know what it's like to be outcast you do know what it's like to exist within a community and you can understand what it would be like to be exiled from that community so it's yeah. a more uh, something you can empathize with more so it's something that's much easier to latch onto. that makes a lot of sense and i think that's why we're seeing a lot of um a surprising amount of vaccine hesitant people here in wa a place mm. where we haven't really had covid you know all that yeah. much we've had like one or two like five day lockdowns and things like that and yeah. at the moment where it currently stands is our borders are staying closed until we can hit our vaccine target but a lot of people here are waiting on it because they're like ah you know covid's not here yet but you, mm. it's hard to communicate the understanding that no we need to you all get vaccinated now on. After you've crashed. had a car crash. We need to get vaccinated now so we can all be protected and have that herd immunity so we can open up our borders again so that way we can actually exist as a whole country and I can see the rest of my family mm. again, <laughs> you know. See, and, I, and this is where I'm tempted to just go on this really angry rant about yes. how it's not, you know, like COVID 
can still get in there and then you'll end up in a situation like here. But like that, that's not productive. But that's not productive like, to, to get angry with people not helpful. about Like that. anyone listening that's to this podcast That's just going to alienate people even more, yeah. you yeah. know. It's... I think it's also important to know which, which words are trigger words that like just encourages mm. someone to shut down. Um, mm. Like Matt, you said herd immunity. Mm. Um, and I know that for... Uh, so um, I've done a little bit of, of work with Sonia Pemberton who, who's made a documentary on vaccines and this is before COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, she found that um, if she used the word herd immunity, it just turned, um, you know, wow. vaccine-hesitant people off, like right off. But if you talk about the concept without using without the using term the herd immunity, mm. they get more on board. Um, so yeah, it, it really is interesting that there are certain words now, like, and and I'm sure there are mm. there are some even the word vaccine for the whole COVID nineteen vaccine arguments mm. that um, you might find that you need to avoid um, mm. because people will associate that with with a complete attack. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, and I wonder how much of that is to do with like people because I know that you know some people it's just the idea of, of jargon. Like if there's really mm. sort of scientific mm. jargon, like that's, this is, this is something that grinds my gears about science in general. And I talk about it a lot is the fact that it is quite frankly, inaccessible and elitist yep. 90% of the time. And mm. the studies are not written for people to access and like you know, not even for scientists. People, <laughs> no, exactly. People are made <laughs> to feel stupid. stupid mm. And it's not nice to be made to feel stupid mm. by big fancy science words. Like mm. I've, fully relate to that and so like some of these really sciencey terms like you can present people with the science and instead of doing the convincing that you think it's going to do what it actually does is just make them feel real stupid Mm -hmm. and then alienated or alienated Mm or you know and and which further separates them from this group of people that they're already showing a level of mistrust towards yeah Mm. whereas if you just like use a cheesy analogy and Mm. don't use the term and just explain conceptually to them yeah. Like that can mm. be more likely to gel because they're like, okay, conceptually I'm on board. Mm. Whereas if you start to sound too scientific, they can be like, you know, that mm. it's, it's like, you know, that, that response, that just immediate, mm. like shut down. I'm not going to listen to you because you've just flagged to me that you're not someone yeah. who I trust mm. or respect. A and funny it's more thing. relatable as well. Yeah. Like if you, if you bring in an analogy, like, you know. We like analogies here on oh, the podcast. Oh, we love analogies. Like, <laughs> humans I love like me a good stories. analogy. We like stories. We like things in entertaining packages. We like things that are oh. funny. If, like, you know, that's why we we like science mm. communications to be entertaining more than just watching a fucking lecture for three hours. Like, we connect mm. with it more because we're human, man. We got feelings. We got we got, <laughs> we got souls, man. Yeah, you know. I I think also like on that sort of common ground kind of thing. Um, other lessons that I learned from from Sonia were um, when when she made jabbed, um, she got a homeopathic physician to speak, mm-hmm. um, and okay. I think a lot of the scientific community was sort of just like, "Why?" Uh, <laughs> at yeah. first, but that that person actually. Sp- you know, spoke positively about vaccines, and that's what you need. Like, yeah. you need someone who can speak yep. to a different yep. view, to a different audience. So, someone who is in that yep. community, in that, that community, in that yeah, group, to 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 speak positively about it. And then that's like, ah, oh, there we go. Um, it's like how they get medical professionals to speak against it, but we're doing it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard a similar thing, like in terms of. Um, 
some places in America, like, because, you know, Trump, for example, got a COVID vaccine. Mm. Um, I can't remember which one he got. I think maybe it was Pfizer, but they were, mm. they were referring to that as the Trump vaccine, like the one that mm. he got mm. as a way to, you know, convince, like associate this kind mm. of figure that you wouldn't normally associate with the pro-vaccine movement with the pro-vaccine movement. And that mm. changed a lot of minds. Yeah. Which, you know, it, People are like, I'm on it's the Trump hard vaccine. to not get frustrated <laughs> at that, I find personally, mm. but like, but it works. It, it, it works. works. And I, I think that's really mm. good because otherwise we just end up being guilty of something that I personally am quite passionate about is the idea of, you know, echo chambers and bubbles and mm. people only staying in their own small group of information and not wanting to delve outside of it in the way that our, our media is currently delivered to us with, you know, personalized mm. algorithms. It's very, 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 very easy to remain our own little in that bubble. And it can be hard mm. for us to go outside that bubble and acknowledge that there are people with these sincere and legitimate beliefs or ideologies, whether they believe in homeopathy, whether they support Trump, whatever. They're, pe they're people too, and they do believe mm. this, and they deserve to have that protection from the COVID virus as mm. well. Yeah. And if that's how we can deliver that information to them, even if we disagree fundamentally with a lot of the things they think and a lot of the things they believe, if we can mm. get that information across to them, then we have done our job as scientific communicators, and we've done our jobs mm. as human beings mm. to help out other human beings in our community, whether or not we mm. like them. You know? I think also speaking to the power of like, you know, one individual from one community, like, you know, um, having such an impact. I think it's also important. I just wanted to like jam this in here somewhere. Mm. Um, it's important, I think, that people are aware of where the COVID-19 vaccine misinformation is coming from mm. um, and and uh, people have limited well, sort of brought it down to 12 people, the, the disinformation dozen who were, who were spreading 65% mm. um, like of, of the misinformation on social media. Like, and I think it's just astounding that all of it can come down to 12 people. Not all of yeah. it, but a lot of it, a heck of a lot of it. It's just like how much influence do they have? And, and some of yeah. them like are medical professionals and it's and a big problem. That's, and yeah, like what exactly. the whole original anti-vaccine movement and misinformation that came from what was it the the mrr the vaccine <laughs> came from oh, like one are we going there are we oh. doing this are we are we going there like, like we don't have to that do a, a whole a whole a whole thing mm. on it because like i've seen 700 different videos on youtube listen to about three different podcasts that all go over this whole thing like the information is out there about how botched this thing was but the general idea of it was just one paper that one guy wrote one time with a really crap study that eventually got debunked and he is no longer a credited scientist and all that but mm. this one paper sparked this movement that people still one paper it. that was orchestrated from the start to mm. sort of give the result that they wanted to give because he wanted to sell a product mm. Like, yeah. you know, it's not even just that it was a, a poorly done study by some not very clever scientists. It was mm. a an orchestrated attempt by some very clever people mm. to try make money at the expense of people. And it just, it, it started a whole movement. But yeah, you're right. Like that information mm. is out there that, mm. you know. But people still 
cling on to that and that, that yeah. pre-COVID and probably post-COVID, a lot of the the vaccine hesitancy, you could probably trace its roots back to that one paper as well, which has been covered time and time and time again, mm. that it's utterly bullcrap. So that speaks to the power about one individual or one source of information, one source of misinformation, mm. disinformation, whatever, can have on what people believe around these really major issues. Yes. Yeah. I think just on dodgy science, I wanted to touch on ivermectin, um, mm. which, you know, uh, is is being reported as as a, a cure for COVID, but is not. I've um, not heard of this. <laughs> uh, because that's not one paper. That's mm. multiple papers. It's, it's like actually a number of studies that are, you know, supposedly showing positive effects. But the reason why I want to talk about it is that so you as our listeners um, can sort of be equipped with ways to, to look at, um, you know, scientific studies or papers or whatever it is yourself and be mm. like, oh, okay, that is not legit. Like so so giving you some tools to, to yeah. recognise the BS because, um, like I said, there are several papers. Unfortunately, oh. it's out there as it well. It is. Like, um, mm. And it's... The, the drug itself isn't the worst thing in the world um, for your health, but but the issue is that people are demanding that instead of, like it's giving people a false sense of security. Yeah, instead mm. of, like yeah. they're not getting the vaccine because they're like, oh, if I catch COVID, I can just do this and I'll be right. G. Or like they're dying of COVID and they're like, no, nah, I don't need like a, a ventilator. I've got, no, I'll just, oh. I'll just take ivermectin. Like it's, it's mm. really, really bad. Mm. Um, but some of the major problems with papers like this um, include that a lot of the um, patients, so that so with any study you have to say how many patients you've gotten and like give a, a bit of the information about the patients and um, some of them are literally just copying and pasting patient information. So it's like, oh, we had this person but like ten times. Um, mm. So that, you know, obviously that is that dodgy is science. very dodgy science. It is very dodgy science. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Or even the selection of the patients. So, like, say you had a whole lot of people um, and you're like, oh, we're going to give this group the placebo, so, we're, like, the, the the control, and we're going to give this this group um, the ivermectin. What they were doing was giving the people who um, already had lower levels of oxygen in their blood before the trial even started, so, like, they're actually more likely to to become sicker and, and to die anyway. They gave them the placebo oh and the God. people who were faring better oh. were given the ivermectin. So, you know, naturally. Fuckers. Yeah, it's sneaky. It's really, really Jeez. sneaky, but it's, it's you know, important to kind of look at all these measures and be like, oh, okay, so that's, that's a bit dodgy. That should be flagged. Yeah. Um, what do you um, think the motivation for that was? Do you like is this motivated by just like wanting to publish positive results, or is this motivated by are they trying to sell their drug? Sinister? Well, I think it's it's a little bit of both because I can't say that this is just in COVID times that you get falsification of results, whether or not it's intentional. Um, yeah. There are certainly a lot of papers out there in science that, that don't mm. necessarily um, directly relate to human health. Um, which is which is probably why we don't talk about them so much. But um, there are certainly papers out there that, like, you know, have um, a copy and pasted graphs or like a white block over something that clearly mm. the scientists oh, don't I've want you to like, see. I've seen like so many yeah. photoshopped Western blots. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. I, I was not going to use the word Western blot, but oh. like, yes, yeah, so many. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a thing that happens in science. But I wonder if, like, you know, the fact that several studies quite recently have have shown um, 
this results is because of a little bit of an agenda. Um, mm. Another thing that you can look out for is whether percentages add up to 100%. In a lot of the cases, they yeah. didn't. Oh, wow. That seems like okay. such a simple that's With simple. proportions, they should all add up to 100%. They, you heard yep. it here first, folks. Funny that. Um, yeah. So, like, really, these these papers, they get they get retracted. Um, there were some that, that have been published that say, hey, look, there's there's actually really no effect. Um, mm. Like the TOGETHER trial, I think, is the, is the biggest ivermectin study mm. so far and it has found no benefit. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really about arming yourselves and arming your loved ones and your friends and family, the, the, the tools to kind of look at that and be like, oh, that is dodgy. Mm. Maybe we shouldn't believe that. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is people don't read the studies. They just no. see that there, there is a study that exists and to sometimes support my they, idea. They, they but just I think see the more a headline. Pick it up know? quickly. What about some of the more... The, the, the some of the other specific, you know, myths or like things that people might come at you with if you're having a conversation with someone about the COVID-19 mm-hmm. vaccine and they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to get it because. Um... I think aborted fetuses is a big one. I don't know if you've, you know, come across that personally. Um Oh, I've, heard it ma- I've, I've heard it makes you infertile. Um, no, 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 not about no. pregnant people, but about the fact that the vaccine uses aborted fetuses or whatever. Oh, oh is that that old like oh. thing about stem cells and stem cell research using? Yep. Mm. yep I remember yep, seeing yep. a South Park episode on that like ten years ago. Are we still talking <laughs> about that? What the fuck? <laughs> it's a big one. Um, okay. mm. Like as you said, been around for a long time, but yep. it, it's it's uh, you know come up again. Um, yeah. And and I think that's one of the ones that like yes, okay, maybe it's like there's a grain of truth there yeah um, but, but you've but you need to address the you know and also how many other medical interventions have you in, taken in your life that you <laughs> that haven't questioned <laughs> whether the development involved stem cells at all like yeah you know so just just fyi for our listeners um mm. yes some some of the cells that are used in the production of viruses whether it's SARS-CoV-2 or like other viruses that we use for vaccines and for research and all that mm. they need to be done in cells and so yeah. um uh in a lot of the cases that they, they are have been done um from cells that were taken from a legally aborted fetus in the 1960s mm. right so they've been using the same like we've been using the same cells for that mm. long. Um, but it's important to know that the abortions weren't done for that yeah. purpose. They were going to be thrown out. So it's it's um, sort of fine in that regards. And, mm. you know, how we, we, we were talking about, like, finding a common ground, finding, you know, something that, that um, sort of speaks to, I don't want to say the other side, but, you know, mm. to different communities. The Vatican has even mm. issued a statement saying that um, any moral problems mm. with this mm. are negated given the fact that, like, um, mm. there's otherwise danger to our health. So, like, even the Vatican yeah. is saying, you know, cool. like, Good. it's okay. It. It's all right that, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say Trump is equivalent to the Vatican, <laughs> but it's like that same sort of thing. You, yeah. you, you, A community you know. which otherwise wouldn't or w- would be against this mm. is notable figures from it are saying, no, it's fine. No, it's yeah. all good because that's a source that people in that community trust. Yeah, so it's and important it's good to flag that they that with people instead of being out. like, "Well, I think it's fine." Because you know, I know, mm. like, I mean, I do research in in yeah. animals. I use rats mm. and mice in my research, which mm. I know a lot of people in the world 
fundamentally don't think like disagree with and I'm not going to be able to convince mm. someone necessarily that what I do is worthwhile mm. because they see me as the the person who does animal research mm. like you know but if yeah if there was something else to draw upon to be like this particular yeah person who you do respect mm. yeah <laughs> um has some thoughts that you might be interested in yeah. that's it meeting mm. people that's where they're at know right where people are coming from yeah yeah okay so that's one what what else have you got um i've heard that the covid vaccine makes you infertile oh yeah yep. oh yeah the, um, couldn't tell the, you the how tweet. but uh, uh don't know don't where it know. came from but just i've mm. heard people say it so i'm like okay what if you say yeah so. people do say it <laughs> there's there's not really any any data to kind of support that and and um i certainly know that the uk royal college of um obstetricians and gynecologists have said that there's no biologically plausible mechanism like they they don't even know how mm. it could <laughs> i think this is where it, it's it's you know when people start coming up with things like this that have no mm. no even logical yeah. bit that's where you start to go okay well this isn't about logic this is about mm. fear and fear yeah. isn't necessarily logical and you know and like a huge part of like vaccines like that you have to they get jabbed into you with a needle mm. like our brains are hardwired to see a needle and be like fuck that's yeah. scary that's gonna the cause skin me pain is man. what like, the biggest organ in the body and it's designed to protect you from having bad shit put in your body like that's why yeah. we have our mouth as our primary intake and our taste buds as a defense mechanism to be like no that's a bad thing mm. we don't want that in our body a needle bypasses all of that shit and goes straight for your blood so fair and enough I mean, it's like, scary i guess well not necessarily your blood yeah. but um or whatever you know but like it goes into yeah like i felt nervous like i felt anxiety like physiological anxiety and nerves before getting my vaccines because of the like i'm covered in tattoos yeah, i, I am very say. pro science pro vaccine <laughs> like you know but i still felt that within my body that like you know just mm. hardwired animal instinct of, of, of mm. fear that something sharp was gonna get stabbed into my arm like and i think that's a very valid thing that it's almost an evolutionary feel. response right it's primal it's it's the same reason mm. we get scared when we're on top of really really high places you know even if mm. rationally you understand you're, you're clipped in you're safe everything is super structured and fine your body mm. doesn't recognize those safety measures even though your brain does your body is treating it as if you're up in a high place without any safety measures mm. where okay if i fall that's death danger 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 i'm up high i'm scared mm. and, and i think this is where people don't like to think that their fear is irrational. Like they, mm. they like to think that it's grounded in something. So they will grasp at explanations that make their fear feel rational. So they don't feel like they're losing their mind because I guess that like disconnect between what you know is rationally true and what you feel in your body, like that can be disconcerting if you're mm. not used to living with it 24 um, seven. <laughs> cough anxiety is fun, but you know, yeah, I think that's, that's an important thing to keep in mind that like you want your loved ones to be vaccinated because mm. you're scared about their health. They mm. don't want to be vaccinated because they're scared, they're scared about, their, about health. their health. Yeah. Like you both want the same things ultimately, right? It's just finding a way to deliver that information to them where they will believe you and understand yeah. what is the greater risk to your health here. What is the greater risk to everyone's health? Mm. Here? And that's where it's like, to think of the conversation as 
not a debate, but like a collaborative, like a conversation, like mm. a collaboration, not an argument. Yeah, just have a, ch- a not heated <laughs> chat with people. Mm. Mm. Which is harder, harder to is. do than, you know, it's all good for us to say mm. that, but it's. Yeah, just remember that everyone's coming from a place of like love and care. Exactly, it's mm. it's, it's care. Yeah, mm. whether they're caring for themselves or caring for other people as well. Ultimately, mo- most of the people around this are doing it from a place of compassion. Whether it's mm. no matter where they stand on the issue. So hopefully that gave you a couple of ideas or suggestions moving forward when you're having conversations with people Mm. about, you know, uh, maybe whether or not they should have the vaccine. Hopefully you can bring them up from a two on the scale Mm. of no to yes. Even if you just bring them up to a three, hey, that's another step. And sometimes it takes multiple conversations and it takes time. You're not going to change someone's mind after one conversation. You might fucking power to you if you do. But more often than not, you're you're not going to. People are going to have to hear multiple things from multiple different people told in a in in that kind of way. Because if, as we talked about, it is something that's integral to their identity, they're not going to flip that on a dime. You know, mm. it's 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 gonna it's gonna take some time, and every conversation helps because that's just a little step closer to everyone getting fully vaxxed and. Which- is good. Is we like dream. that. We like that. <laughs> we like that for us. Yeah, yeah, we do like that for us. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you guys found that helpful. Um, and as always, you know, you can find us on social media at Curiosity Rat. Follow us. Find us on Patreon, Curiosity Killed the Rat, and Katriona. As always, you've been great. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Um, on Twitter, I'm Katrina NR, and I think you'll post my links as well. So Yeah, the links will be in the description. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Curiosity. Kill the rat. Curiosity. Kill the rat.